This is the Let's Talk About It podcast. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. If you are new with us, we drop a brand new episode every first and third Friday of the month, and I have my wonderful wife with me, as always. What's going on, Mia Moore? I forget that you do that. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I actually haven't done it in a long time. It's been and a And that's probably because I've been opening, and I always go, what's up, everybody? Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You got your intro, I got mine. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, share this now. Listen, if you guys are enjoying the show, enjoying this on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, however it is that you are tuning in, please do us a favor. Go ahead and not just like it, but comment on it. Share. Please, please. That's actually the greatest gift you can do is that you can share it and leave a, uh, what do they call it? A um, comment? No, not a comment. I already said comment. What's the other thing we're talking about? Review. Uh, leave us a five star review. Don't do four or three. Come on. Come on. Give us five, fam. Give us a five star review. Please let us know how much uh, you guys are enjoying this. And we would love to hear from you guys. If there's any type of topics or questions that you guys have, we would love, love to hear from you. With all that being said, me and more. How are you? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. How did you know that? Because you always ask me that. Well, I'm asking. Oh, I'm tired. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. It's so funny. Like. Right before when you were praying, I was all like, I closed my eyes and I was like, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired, tired. Well, ironically, we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, which is rest. And ironically, so here's a fun fact. You ready? Mm-hmm. Pretty much almost a year ago to the date, we released a specific episode. And it's honestly to this day, one of my favorite episodes. I actually released to it again. But it was called Halftime mm. by yours truly, <laughs> Juby Lila Benson. You had a phenomenal idea. You had watched a, it was actually a documentary yeah. called Halftime featuring Jennifer Lopez. And by the way, seriously, go back and listen to it because I think it actually kind of ties into this. So I'm kind of calling this like our sequel maybe to Halftime. But I kind of want you. But if it's better, then it's a prequel. If uh, this one ends up being better, then this is the prequel. I don't think that's too. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Sequels yeah. advance the story. Yeah, prequels yeah, yeah. is a setup before. Nah, so it, I think it's kind of, dep- I don't know if it's so much if it's better as it's, what, does it advance or is it the setup? So we'll have to find out and see. Mm. But all that being said, I kind of just want you to kind of give a quick uh, recap. What was the purpose of halftime? Like just to kind of bring our audience back in for those who are just joining us or even people that have heard it before. But what was the purpose of halftime? Yeah. Um, so for me, halftime started in college. Um, and just watching that documentary just kind of reminded me, even though it really didn't have anything to do with what we talked about. It's just the title. It just reminded me. Um, but essentially, um, halftime is, um, if you were into any form of sport, you know, every team, um, has a halftime essentially what game. Yeah, yeah. Um, every, yeah, every game's hard. Not every team. No, you're good. <laughs> um, every game has a halftime. Essentially, what that means is the team that's playing, both sides of the team, they go to the back and they kind of take this time to go over everything that's already happened and anticipate what's to come. Um, And I remember um, I was like, the whole challenge was like, hey, the first half of the year is already over. So you can take this as your halftime to just kind of review like, hey, what what happened in one month to six that I loved, that I didn't care for? What could I have changed? What could challenge me more? And what can I anticipate for months seven to 12? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of halftime is that if you've ever gone to a game, there's always a halftime show, right? Um, and there's going to be people who are going to be distracted by the halftime show. Like yeah. for us, it's entertainment, right? But like um, the team doesn't stand out there and watch the halftime show. They go off to seclusion. Yes. is the word seclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, you know, they go to their locker room and they focus on what has happened and what is to come, you know? Um, whereas we will sit on the sidelines and be like, oh, did you see that dance move? You know, um, so there's like these two different options. Like, hey, do you want to be the person that goes off into like takes a little bit of a timeout, goes to the back and like reviews the play of 2023? Or do you want to be the person that's just like, well, you know, let the chips fall, uh, fall where it may kind mm. of thing. So, yeah. yeah, that was the whole concept behind halftime. Yeah. So it, the reason why it's one of my favorite episodes, like you just did it. You did a great job not just talking through it, but you used a 
perfect analogy of, like you said, we have two options, mm-hmm. you know, we can either leisurely let life just pass us by and be entertained. And this it's, it's almost kind of like, you know, you can binge something, you mm-hmm. know, um, or, or you can just uh, say yes to every single thing that you're invited to. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we're saying yes to every single thing because we want an escape or we're saying yes to something because we're intentionally hanging out with people that, right. that give us life or are we intentionally doing things that are filling us back up. So the reason why I kind of want you to uh, recap halftime, because I think this ties into our subject today, which is rest. And I think what you were talking about is also during halftime, you're not just reviewing plays and thinking on how can I improve and what can I do better, but you're also getting rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually, it's, it's a moment for your body to, to, to physically in every single way, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to catch up with itself yeah. so that you can go back out into the game. So when you think of just, I guess, I don't, I don't want to call it the game of life, but in life, what does it look like for us to rest well? So as we kind of, to kick us off into this subject, how would you say you have grown from that time, from halftime of last year, so July of last year, to just the end of the year? So from July to December. Yeah. And then same question from January to now. Yeah. Um, it's funny you should ask that because a um, couple of weekends ago, I met a new cousin, but we've obviously met before. Like, I just don't remember her. Um, but we were talking and she was just kind of sharing some health concerns that she had in two years or a year ago. And, you know, she's, she had cancer, she's in remission now. And we were just kind of talking about where we're in life right now, you know? And I remember like looking at her and telling her and I said, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not going to let someone make me feel bad for taking time in this life and enjoying it. Like I am not moved by other people's pace at this point. Mm. Um, And I'm not going to let someone make me feel bad for, like, taking the pace that I take, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I would say that's, like, the biggest thing um, is I've slowed down a lot more, but I feel more effective, I guess. When you say slow down, what specifically is coming to mind? How have you slowed down? What have you done to kind of help do that and just live a little more? On the, I guess, on the chill side. Yeah, um, my entire schedule is not committed to anything and everything. Um, it's committed to the things I want it to be committed to. Uh, I am okay with saying no mm-hmm. more. Just being like, mm, that, like it's going to sound selfish, but like, hang with me. You know, I'm just like, eh, that doesn't really serve me right now. You know, and that, it could be good things too. Like yeah. it could be like, hey, do you want to lead this small group? Not really. Yeah. It's not a passion point. It's really not doing much for me. But at the same time, we've said yes to certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. We've said, like, you know, I got a chance to co-lead a women's for, um, group, a leadership group for young adults. And, like, the minute it was mentioned to me, like, I got so excited and I lit up and I was like, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I like I would literally be a fly, fly on the wall and sit through that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um same thing with like the small groups thing that we've committed to, you mm-hmm. know? So I say yes to the things I want to say yes to. And I feel like I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I think being in ministry, it is the worst. Cause we're like constantly going, 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 like it's pretty bad. So to get to a point where it's just like, mm, I'm okay, but yeah. thank you. You know, how, how has, rest and operating from a posture of rest empowered you to say yes, what you want to say yes to and equally say no, what you have to say no to. And here's why I'm asking this. There's probably people who are joining this, listening to us, watching this thing going, how, how do I have that? How do I have that peace? How do I have that, that I guess that assurance of like, well, I want to say yes to these things. I want to say no to these things, but how has rest helped shape that for you? Cause I feel like a lot of that is centered around there because you said you move more slow so Mm -hmm. though you say no to things you equally say yes to some other things so how does rest help you to say yes we need to say yes to and know what you need to say no to well first of all i was going to say it is a muscle you have to practice um so one of the things that i like still have to do and this really has nothing to do with talking about but just talking about um exercising a muscle that you're not used to exercising i um like i'll have a conversation with someone and i am infamous like once the conversation's over for overthinking that conversation, right? And I'll be like taking a shower. I'll be at the gym and I was like, oh my gosh, should I have said that? Da, da, da. 
And then I'll pick up my phone and I'll send this really long apology. Right. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I hope you know what I meant by da da da. Like, I hope you understand my heart, you know? Um, and like, I did it so much. Uh, one of the things that I've now started doing is when I have that moment, like I, I had one today where um, my counselor asked me something and I thought I did a good job of explaining it. But then like later when I was getting ready, I was like, oh no, did I mm. like totally like misrepresent what I was trying to say? So I was just like, okay, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to send her an email. But like, hey, I hope you're, and I was like, no, like it is okay. If she wanted clarity, she would have asked for it. And if she misunderstood you, then it is what it is. Like you said what you needed to say and it made sense to you. Mm. So I think that's the same thing um, also when it comes to saying yes and no. Like there's going to be times you say no, you know, like, and you feel the need to explain why you said no, mm. you know, and just being like, and you have to get to a point where you're just like, I don't have to explain it. Mm. I'm previously committed. I'm committed to my couch this weekend, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. they don't have to know that, but I'm committed, Yeah, you know? Um, so I, and I think like, not, I think I know that when you add rest into that, you are thinking more, um, with clarity, you know, like this past weekend, we've kind of been going, it's, it's all been good stuff, right? Like we've been going, 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 our schedules kind of off, like our sleep schedules off. So right now I am tired so I am thinking more from an emotional standpoint and not more so much um, clarified, rested mm. um, point of view. Mm -hmm. So when you add emotions into like an already like tough situation or a tough yes or a tough no, um, it just heightens it even more than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. But when you're coming from a place of rest where you've given your brain that time off and you're like, Hey, um, pros and cons. But at the end of the day, what's going to serve everyone that's around, like around me and myself, like better. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You said that because, you know, today was, you know, you know, we had Monday and Tuesday off with the 4th of July and everything. And so, you know, Praise Wednesday, I know <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Um, so Wednesday coming back into the office, initially I was going to meet with someone on Wednesday and I decided, you know, granted we said like, Hey, it's in the next one to two weeks. So we didn't say it was going to be this Wednesday, but we mm -hmm. said one to two weeks, but I was looking at wanting to do it on Wednesday. And needs to say when Monday and Tuesday came around, I decided I'm like, I'm not going to meet with this person on Wednesday. Yeah. And what helped me to say no to meeting with them on Wednesday and yes to let me just focus on me and just task and everything. Going back to what you said, it was a long, busy weekend for us, both professionally and personally. I, what's helped me to say yes, when I need to say yes to and no, to what I need to know to is I ask myself is, am I going to be able to give this person my best? Yeah. And, and the answer for me was, was no, I now granted I could have pushed through and there's gonna be times where we need to do that. There's gonna be times where we need to push through and it, it is what it is. You know, yeah. there's that season of life where there's only so many hours in a day or that we just depending on how the schedule falls. I understand that. But if I have control over it, um, a question I've learned to ask myself is, will I be able to give this person my best self? Um, not just time wise, um, energy wise, attention wise, focus wise, and, and rest is a contributing factor with that. So because I knew I was kind of coming out of, I'm probably at 70, 80% right now with yeah. me. Um, that helped me to say, no, hey, what about the week after? And yeah. which we are, you know, so now I we're meeting the next a Thursday. a great question. Oh, is it who I think it is? I don't know. Who is it? Um, Martinez? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. I think, sorry, side note. <laughs> but um, I think a great question to ask is if I say yes to this, what version of me is going to show up? Ooh. Like, and that's really good. And there's going to be weeks where things are going to be unplanned. Like I didn't expect to be as tired as I was. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why. Like I knew exactly what oh, was on I my, do. like I knew exactly what was on Which my calendar. I was surprised you said yes to something they said yes to. <laughs> So I was like, what do you mean you're not, you're, what do you mean you're surprised? No, 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 Like, I'm surprised in a sense that, like, I had mentally prepared for what was 
on my calendar. But like, overestimated the backside of how, how you were going to feel. Right. So, and I wasn't in my own space. So, you know, I already don't sleep well when I'm not in my own space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't contribute those things. So when I did like get to yesterday, I was like, the heck, like I knew what exactly what I was stepping into, but why do I feel so tired? But it's because I also didn't plan for other parts. Um, mm-hmm. So for the most part, you already know what version is of you is going to show up. Oh, sorry. Um, but that, I think that's just a really good leading question to ask. It's just like, man, if I say yes to that, what, what version of me is going to show up given what I are, like the information that I already have mm-hmm. by looking at my calendar and looking at my mental well-being. Like if somebody asked me to meet with them today, I, it would have been an automatic no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person that got to meet with me today is my counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the days that I meet with her, like it's already mentally exhausting for me, mm-hmm. you know, cause we do a lot of digging work and it is just exhausting. And so now not only am I mentally exhausted, I am already physically exhausted. Mm. So for me to say yes to someone, um, just wouldn't be the best. So like even today, like we don't have like our young adults thing, you know, which I'm so thankful for. Like, I was like, Oh, okay, great. Like we're not meeting tonight. Um, but I mean, I, like, yes, I would have showed up and, you know, mm-hmm. pushed through, like you said, but mm-hmm. it would not have been the best version of me. Well, and as you're talking, it's a reminder, too, that there's, you're, we're going to be exhausted at the end of the day, period, mm-hmm. you know, or at the end of the week, whatever it is, or that season of life. So you're going to be tired. It's, we, we can't avoid that. But there's a difference between good, tired, and bad, tired, you know? And so what I'm hearing from you is it's it's not that you're, it's not that you don't like serving within that specific small group as a leader. It's, hey, right now, because of the energy that you just, and the time that kind of just came out of, it's, I'm looking forward to doing it next weekend as I'm, I'll be a, I'll be in a better headspace, mm-hmm. um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I just want to remind everybody, like, just because you want to break from something that you enjoy, that doesn't mean that you don't enjoy that thing. It just means like, I mean, for example, like growing up, you know, I was a gamer and there were times I was so tired. I literally didn't care about gaming. Yeah. Like I just... I just want to put on a movie instead. It's like when you're so tired, it's like, do I sleep or do I eat? Right. <laughs> right. You know, so just know like there, like there's, it's okay to be, uh, you know, to, you're going to be tired regardless, but are we going to be tired for the right reason? Maybe that's another filter question yeah. to ask us is, is me doing this like, Hey, we're going to be tired, but am I going to be tired for the right reasons? Or am I going to be tired for, am I giving into peer pressure? Am I giving into something that doesn't really give me joy? Yeah. You know, maybe that's another great question. Yeah. To ask. Like going to the gym tires me out, but it's for all the right reasons. That's a great example. Yeah. You know, like I'm out like those 45 minutes to an hour is strictly for me to, work out whatever i need to work out any aggression any frustration you know whatever Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know um but like i already know like i'll go in there and be like oh man i got this like what it's only like a 45 minute workout i can do it and then like five minutes in and i'm like "Hmm," deeply underestimated that (laughs) one yeah but i'm gonna stick with it because i know when i'm tired at the end it's all for the right reasons that's good yeah that's good what would you say are scriptures, maybe biblical stories, but what are verses or things that have helped you to implement rest? Well, there is the commandment. <laughs> okay, so Exodus 20. <laughs> um, I believe it's mentioned twice on Sabbath. Is, it, is that the one that's mentioned twice? What do you mean is it mentioned twice? Uh, Sabbath. Like I mean, resting. Talking about the well, there's the Ten Commandments where I mean he just mentions it one time in the Ten Commandments. Okay, so there's one in the what's the thing that's mentioned twice in the Ten Commandments? Uh, I'm not tracking that there is, but you know what? Let's just go ahead and look at the Bible. But go no, ahead, there's keep there's a commandment that's like they do a remix and it's the same thing. Okay. Well go ahead, keep talking, I'll look it up. Yeah. So there is the commandment. Um and anytime I hear someone says, I'll rest when I die or like I'll rest when I'm old or retired, whatever um, to me, they're saying like the God of this perfect, like, like the, the perfect God, right? Like he thought he needed a day off after making everything very good. Mm-hmm. Like he created things that were tove, you know, which essentially means good. Like anytime he says it is good, you know, once he's created something, you know, 
uh, translated, it means tove, you know? Mm -hmm. So for him, he's made all these tove things and he's all like, man, this is so good. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. But here's me, you know, little old human. It's just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to outdo God and just rest when I die. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're saying like what God Christ did not wasn't, wasn't enough. So I have to outdo what he did. Mm-hmm. So that's like a reality that I always um, like keep in the back of my mind. And even the fact that Christ himself always went away um, to a place of rest and solitude before he was about to do something great or after he did something great. Yeah. You know, so if the God of this universe needs time off, I definitely need time off. It's funny because, you know, I knew we were going to talk about rest, but to me, rest is highly connected to solitude. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your first, because you said twice, so I just got the scripture, the 10 commands right here. So Exodus 20, um, starting in verse three. So the first one is you must not have any other God before me. Uh, The second one is you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or image of anything in the heavens or the earth. Um, the third one is you must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. The fourth one is remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days of the week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day, the Sabbath day. And it just goes on to say for in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea and everything. And then but on the seventh day, he rested. So the first four is all about how to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then five through 10 is about how to love people. Yeah. So, and can I just say like your Sabbath doesn't have to be Saturday. Mm. you know mm. like You're stepping on toes right now there are people who cannot take saturdays off there are people like i mean if you need to go to sam's club or you need to go shopping on the weekend there are people that need to be available to check you out to give you your meat or whatever it is that you're purchasing so those people can't take saturday off so are they being dishonoring of what god said yeah that's good or are they just taking a day of mm-hmm. the seven days right, and using that to refuel? So I think there's this big major misconception that um, Sabbath has to happen on Saturdays. And that's not true. Yeah. Um, as someone who has worked retail and rarely ever got weekends off, like you take whatever day you can to refuel mm-hmm. yourself, you know? So don't put God in a box. Yeah. Of he can only work on Saturday. Yeah. One of the other things that you uh, that you mentioned, though, when you said that even Jesus had to do it. So I, I wanted to read this because I'd written this out in my prayer journal. Um, but it says, uh, basically, it's just uh, I did an in-depth study probably about, um, yeah, two years ago. Because I have a data right here, August of 2021. So almost two years ago. And I basically just went through all the different ways of the times that Jesus went to pray. And so there were three instances when I went to pray alone. Um, particularly, you know, for that posture of solitude. So Matthew 14, verse 23, after feeding the 5,000, which really was probably closer to 15,000 because it said 5,000 men. He went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Uh, Mark chapter one, verse 35, early in the morning, while still dark, Jesus went to a desolate place. Other versions say secluded, solitary, isolated, deserted place. And this is after he casts out the demons. Um, in Luke 22, uh, verse 39, um, the Garden of Gethsemane, as well as Matthew 22, Garden of Gethsemane, before he goes to the cross. Um, Jesus goes away alone. But bottom line, he's constantly rather... So think about this. Even the night before the, before the crucifixion, that is the worst amount of pain and excruciating death he's about to endure. So what does he do? He goes alone. Mm-hmm. He goes away to a place of solitude, of isolation to find rest in the Lord. If you're about to go through, so consider the possibility that if you are in a tough season or you know you're about to go into a tough season, can you really afford to not slow down and rest? Right. Can you really afford to not go into a secluded place, a solitary place? And- Does your output have enough energy for what you're about to yes, endure? Yes, yes. And, and again, even going back to how Jesus fed the 5,000, you know, as soon as the more work you do means the more rest you need. And I love that, you know, it's, it's language like, you know, um, after he fed the 5,000, it's probably later on in the day. You know, the next, uh, the next one in Mark 1, 35, after he cast out the demons, it's, it's early in the morning. Um, and another one is, you know, it's Garden Gethsemane. It's like in the, in the middle of the morning, basically, or slash middle of the night type Yeah, like thing. 3, 4 a.m. Right. Yeah. So all that being said, the beauty is 
the posture of rest, aside from it just being a 24-hour period in terms of honoring the Sabbath, to your point, it, in addition to that, it can be any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Like some of us think that, oh, I didn't do it first thing in the morning, so I missed it. No, you didn't. Like you could do it. Did you do it during your lunch break? Yeah. You can take a 10-minute walk or something like that around your parking lot just to detach your mind and and get plugged into the Lord. Did, did you do it when you came back home for a little bit? You know, I got to say hi to your family. Um, you know, if, if you want to watch something or something, uh, that's fine. But this idea of, of resting is highly tied to to solitude and and going away to secluded, desolate, solitary spaces. And it's not the, the place itself that makes it sacred or holy. It's the Holy Spirit that's in us. But pay attention to the things or places in which you know that 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 helps you to calm your mind. You yeah. know, we have a, a, a chair in the corner and our master and I'm learning like when I sit there, I'm like, oh, this it, it kind of just puts me in this calm spot. That's you why know? I bought it. Um, <laughs> good job, babe. Thank you. Um, but like the guest uh, bedroom, I don't feel that in there. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, when I'm here in the living room. It's on room, purpose so they don't stay too long. I don't know about all that. <laughs> but it just doesn't feel that way for me, though, you know? So all that being said, like, fine. Pay attention to how your your mind feels, how your in how your inner person feels, how your body feels when you sit down. If you feel like, man, this feels nice and comfortable, that might be a place for you to reconnect with the Lord so that you can find that rest with him. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, like, after this is over, I plan to completely just chill out for the rest of the night. Because, like, today has been a go, go, go day. Like, one, because I kept thinking today was Monday. Mm. And I'm just like, oh. did feel like that. Yeah. So, like, I'm doing one thing after the other, you know. Um, and it wasn't until about an hour and a half ago that I just actually got to like really sit down. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I've already made up in my mind. I'm like, I'm not going to apologize for taking the rest of the afternoon off, you know, or evening rather now it's already officially evening, but I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for taking time for myself and taking care of my soul. Um, cause we have dinner. Mm-hmm. Neither of us are starving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the things that need to be taken care of are taken care of. Yeah. You, you said something I want to elaborate on that. I so appreciate you saying you're not going to feel guilty for taking time off and feeding and, you know, basically pouring back into my soul. Can we just set like our friends and our listeners free from that? Yeah. Because I feel like maybe you right now are in a season where you're learning to say no, or maybe you haven't yet, but you're learning the ability, as, as you said, you're developing this muscle and you feel like you can't because you feel like you're going to disappoint people. And I just want to affirm that, that tension, that, that, that struggle. And also tell you, you might disappoint some people, but be okay with it at the, cause it's not worth it at the expense of your soul. Um, the specific, uh, Verses escape me. I think it's in Mark when Jesus says, what good is it for a man or woman to gain the whole world and lose their but soul. to lose their soul? That could be anything. Mm-hmm. You know, what good is it for us to be a part of a fast growing church, but I lose my soul in the process? What good is it for, for me to um, be at every single event that my friends have invited me to, but I lose my soul in the process? So I just want to affirm if you're in that season where you're, where you're learning to build that muscle and you're struggling with it, that's okay, but yeah. the Lord does not move in guilt. You need to know that. The Lord does not move. He will not guilt you into something. Now, he will convict you, and he will use it to turn you back to him. But I just want to you know, encourage people who are listening, because they might be struggling with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's hard, especially if you're a recovering uh, people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to be like, why would I want to take time off for myself? Like, that's selfish. And I think... Thing, taking care of yourself and your soul is the best thing you can actually it is the most unselfish thing you can actually do because again which version of you is going to show up if you said yes in your most tired and vulnerable state and if it's not the best version of you or even like a decent version of you that's showing up then you're not doing anyone any favors and it's that is a selfish thing to do just to show up. Yeah. Just to take space. That's good. It's, I was reminded of another story. You know, we've talked about God, the father being our example of rest. We've talked about Jesus being an example as if you can't get better than those two. But I was also thinking about the apostle Paul 
and it was in Galatians 1. And Galatians 1 starts in verse 15. But the context, when you read Paul's conversion through Acts, it almost comes across as he had this encounter you know, with resurrected Christ, and immediately after, he's preaching mm-hmm. the next day, right? But through Galatians, it says, um, I'll start in verse 13. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. It's almost like Paul is going like, I was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's say, bragging on his sin, basically. I know. He, he's like low-key like, I uh, hate to say it, but I really was the best of the best. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so he, he's just talking about basically how really what he's really saying is how messed up I was, you know. Sure. Even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, in verse 16, I did not rush out to consult with any human being. Mm. Verse 17, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away into Arabia. And later, I returned to the city of Damascus. You ready? Verse 18, three years later. Yeah. Three years like you read it through Acts, it's like the next day is yeah. what it comes across as. Galatians, he's like three years later, Insert I went to Jerusalem. SpongeBob. Three years later. <laughs> yeah, right. three years later. But but you know what though? Also, I think Paul was able to wait because as you are reading it, um, I've never picked this up before. Like it can come across bragging, but Paul knew who he was, man. Right. Because he knew his identity, rest was okay. When you don't know, I, it all comes down to right identity. I feel like all of my conversation in the last like couple of months have come down to identity. When you don't know who you are, you will say yes to everything and you will exhaust yourself mm. trying to be everything to all people. And you cannot, when you know who you are in Christ, you are going to be okay with saying like, Great opportunity, but not for me, because mm. that's not what Christ has called me to. Not every good opportunity has to be yes, because it's not what God is calling you to. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone came up to me right now and said, like, hey, I want you to take over our church, like, and which would never happen because I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> end of the conversation. Um, but, like, if they, thank you, but that's a great opportunity. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Like, to lead a church and lead them through the gospel and like living that life. But that is not what God has called me to right now in this season. Mm-hmm. Or heck, I don't know if that's something he's called me to 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. you know? So just cause it's a, a good thing or a great thing doesn't mean it's a God thing. Right. And knowing how he has created you and what passions he's given you, what giftings he's given you will help you with your yes and your no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and even when I think through the life of Paul, like think about this for context, babe, knowing his background, this man would have had memorized the first five books of the old Testament. Yeah. And so for, for a man of his stat, this dude was there when Stephen was getting stoned in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. So for, for this man, because it was have, the next chapter, he gets his conversion happens. Right. But so we for don't this know if that's man, a year or two year. You know, correct. We yeah. don't know the timeline that takes place, but my point is like this, this stature and his, his intellect and his knowledge was already there. But even after I had this encounter with resurrected Christ, he's like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Here's a man who, let's, let's modernize it. Here's a dude who basically That's had his PhD. That's wisdom right there, man. Like this dude had his PhD slash doctorate in the OT and goes, I don't know nothing. I'm going to go ahead and get my bootleg MDiv. Just chill. Yeah. For th- I'm going to rest for three. Like ima- imagine if, if we just had three years to just go all in with the Lord. It's, it's less about the fact that he spent three years and it's more about the fact he spent time. Like he's resting. Yeah. And, be, and I'm willing to bet this is, this is an opinion. This isn't the say of the Lord. This isn't the Bible says, the Holy Spirit says. I don't know if Paul would have been able to write half of the books of our New Testament had he not done that. Yeah. Like um, imagine what we would have missed out on had Paul not just spent three years of just resting. Mm-hmm. He just spent time in it. Like imagine what you would learn. Imagine what you would learn about God if you just spent time with him intentionally. And he didn't, I love it. It says, I did not rush out to consult with any human being. Yeah. 
I just I just chilled yeah. to be with the Lord because here's what Paul, going back to not only did Paul know who he was, he equally knew who he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And because he had this this revelation of going of going, I don't know anything. I know this part, but I don't know that part. Yeah. I need to just be with the Lord. Yeah, like that. That's just mine. But this is Paul. Yeah, like Pop Paul, <laughs> like the greatest apostle for many of us, yeah. you know, and it's I just appreciate his as prideful as he was. As soon as the Lord got a hold of his life, he equally humbled himself quickly and goes, I need to just be. And so what does it look like for you to do the same? What does it look like for us? Whether it's I got it. You ain't got three years. You have three minutes. Like, can you take a day? Can you take three minutes, five minutes, two minutes just to just to stop and be still and know that the Lord is with you. At, at the end, if Jesus is your example to go, well, Jesus worked and he did X, Y, Z, then go all the way. Because as much as Jesus worked his butt off, he equally rested his tail off. And so rest is highly tied to solitude. What do you need to cut out in your life? Right now? Some of you are going, I can't afford to do that. To which I would argue, you probably can't afford not to. Yeah. And to It is more dangerous not to. Yeah. And to your point earlier, for, for you to say, like, I have to be on all the time, what you're saying is you can do a better job than, than God. Yeah. Just say it. Just say, God, I can do a better job than you. That's not what you're saying, but you're saying it with your actions. Is yeah. as if you can do a better job with your seven days a week than God can do with your six. Yeah. And it's just it's just so out of order. And and it's interesting how we don't look at it as breaking a commandment. Yeah. Like as especially as 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 a vocational ministry like serving in a church and everything. Mm-hmm. It's the, I will, I will say it straight up. Resting or not resting is the number one commandment that's broken. Oh, 100%. But we don't look at it that way. 100%. We look oh, no. at it as, We're going I'm hardcore it, I'm, for Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, look this how hard is I am. not like, good. I work 16 hours out of the day, seven days a week. Like, look how much I love Jesus. Actually, no, you don't. Because you can't even t- do a simple commandment that he gave you. Right. Right. There, so there's there's 10 things I actually want to share. This is from John Mark Comer. Um, so I take no credit for this. Go and get his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you have not read it, I promise you. Um, this, this has been a life-changing book for me. It yeah. really has been. But if it's in chapter two or chapter three, but he calls it 10 symptoms to a hurried, sick life. So here's how you know if you need rest. Here's how you know. Uh, think of this as your, your, your mental slash spiritual checklist on if you know that you need rest, all right? So if I read any of these, just ask yourself, where am I in this? So number one, irritability. Like, look at those, how you treat those close to you. You're trying to pull, pull a Havana white over there? Yeah, is it going to put it on the screen, right? <laughs> You know what? That's a good idea. I will do that. <laughs> For those of you guys who are watching, Juby held, or excuse me, listening, she held her hands up like she's a Vanna White. <laughs> she's a Vanna White. A Vanna White. Yeah, okay. Number two, hypersensitivity, meaning you're just easily offended. Like you're offended at anything and what anyone does or says. Oh, I lived there. <laughs> so, well, you might be tired. No, I'm saying I used to like, well, I guess I should. I, I used to live there. There you go. That's, yeah. a, that's a better I way. I have paid rent there <laughs> for many years. Uh, number three, restlessness. Meaning you just hate Sabbath. The, the idea of rest, not even just 24 hours off, even just to take an hour or two off. So when rest. I think of restlessness, I think of busy work. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, and it's not so much I hate Sabbath. It's just I literally need to just move all the time. Right. You know, but that's restlessness. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Which leads into point number four, workaholism. You're hyped up on the drug of dopamine from working. That's why it's called workaholism. You know, Uh, number five. uh, This one's pretty bad. Um, Emotional numbness. Another way to say it is you've lost the ability to empathize. You so yeah, someone yeah. shares something with you that's hard, that my, my mom's in the hospital. Um, so and so passed away. Oh, sorry. Or that's people's response sometimes. You think is it's not like that's what we're asking prayers for? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you just you just have not sympathize, empathize. Empathize will always move you into action. Maybe we should do a podcast on that one day. Um, I love that topic of empathy. But yeah, emotional numbness. You've lost the ability to empathize. Number six, out of order priorities. Life is reactive. Instead of proactive. Another way of saying it is um, life is happening to you instead of you leading it. Number uh, seven, lack of care for your body. Um, So you lack sleep. uh, You lack exercise. You get sick multiple times a year. Maybe you get um, a lot of headaches or something like that. But there's just lack of care for your body. You ain't got to talk about my story, though. Number eight, 
I'm purposely ignoring you, escapist behavior. So things such as binging, we overeat, we overdrink, social media browsing, sports consumption. And here's the thing, those in and of itself, outside of overeating, overdrinking, those in and of itself is actually not bad. You know, it's not bad to, to binge a show if you like, uh, you know, obviously there's nothing wrong with social media when you use it appropriately. But when that's the go-to, when that's the that's thing to That's when it becomes inappropriate, Uncle Mark. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, we will not tell that story right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, number eight is escapist behavior. Number nine, and this is typically the first one to go, slippage of spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Anytime oh, yeah, you can tell someone's exhausted, the first thing they go, to, to include me, mm-hmm. typically the first thing they go are my spiritual disciplines. Oh. So you stop reading your Bible, you stop having personal time with the Lord, you stop going to church, you stop belonging to a church by going to small groups. So when I pay attention to people, like once you know you have rapport and relationships with them, when I don't see them at church for a couple of weeks, like one week, got it. Yeah. You know, two, also understand. Three in a row. And three becomes four. And typically when they're there on a regular basis. And that's actually my biggest... Um, Red flag? No. Uh, one of my kryptonites. Because I really have to, especially if you're out of town or um, like that's a kryptonite that I really just have to fight hard mm. of going to church um, because it is very easy for me to um, shut myself off and just sit in my living room and watch TV, like, you know, watch it on TV rather, mm-hmm. not watch TV, but watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. So it is like that's something I have to always be hyper vigilant about. Which means you need to be aware and sensitive to your own shortcomings and temptations. So as you just acknowledged for you, it's it's the one of the first things for you to go is to stop going to church. For me, it's, it's just, I stop reading my Bible. Mm. That's the first thing for me to go. Like worship is pretty easy for me. Um, I go to church. That's easy for me. Is I, I'm, one, I'm an extrovert and I love actually going in person. You know, I love the corporate stuff but the individual stuff. Yeah. So reading is one of the first things to go. Praying alone is one of the first things for me to go. So all that being said, know that about yourself so that I love what you said, uh, hypervigilant, you know, being, be, do it on purpose. Um, and then last one, isolation. You feel disconnected from God. You feel disconnected from others and your soul. You're, you're distracted and overwhelmed that your mind can't settle down long enough to enjoy the company of the father. Yeah, you're so your your mind is just moving in a bunch of different directions that the thought of just being present with God is just a foreign concept to you. So, quick recap: number one, irritability; two, hypersensitivity; three, restlessness; four, workaholism; five, emotional numbness; six, out of order priorities; seven, lack of care for your body; eight, escapist behavior; nine, slippage of spiritual disciplines, and 10, isolation. And I think you said it like this. If you said yes to three or four of them, then you are living a hurried, sick life. Yeah. And you're not living in a The first time rest. you ever um, read that list, I think I was 10 out of 10. <laughs> Man. Perfect. So I was so perfect in being <laughs> in messed up. I was, a ten, fail. I was a 10 out of 10 on that. Um, and I do remember because like I was in a very unhealthy place in my life. So, um, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, um, definitely irritability. And I already said hypersensitivity. I had restlessness. Definitely struggled with workaholism. I was emotionally numb. I had my orders out of priority. I was going to say my orders out of priority. My priorities out of order. Um, definitely didn't care for my body, and because you're just so far deep into this, like you just want to um, conserve as much energy as possible. So I wouldn't do anything other than you know what I needed to do, mm-hmm. like what was absolutely required of me. So. You know, I'd come home, I'm eating out all the time, I'm so stressed. It's funny, I um, I was watching a really old, not really old, it was probably a year and a half old video, and in there, um, there was this angle of me, and I just like, paused it, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I literally didn't see how unhealthy I was, because mm. literally... um this entire part of my face was just broken out. Like it was just, it, it, literally, 
like literally, literally, sorry, <laughs> I said literally a lot of times. It looked like constellation, like stars, you know, mm-hmm. and you could tell just my eyes were just like sunken in. I was losing a lot of hair so you could see like patchiness in my hairline. Um, and that all came out of just having priorities all out of whack. Mm. You know, I was just constantly putting myself in a stressful environment and stressful situations. And I just accepted it. I said yes to it all. Like, I have no one to blame but me, right? Because mm. I kept saying yes to it all. Like, I had every bit of a right to say no. But I didn't know who I was. And I didn't know any other version of me could show up than the one that I knew that year. Mm. So, um, man, yeah, like now, like even thinking, that's a year I gained a ton of weight and, you know, like it was just, yeah, man, like I would never want to go back to that version of me. Like she was not it. And and the the purpose of addressing this list guys is it's not to, to shame you. Please know that Yeah, it's to help you identify where are you so that you can get out of it? Yeah. So if you, I mean, to your point, if let's, you might, let's just say you are a 10 out of 10. Now, you know, yeah, like, that, that's a I win. That's the best thing that could happen is that you're aware. Yes. Cause once you're made well, aware, what's the first thing that needs to happen. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Correct. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so now this is the same moment. Like this isn't to, 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 to shame you or humiliate you at all. Please know yeah. that. It's to bring awareness though. And now that you know where you are, what's the next step? And here's a better way. So let's just say you are 10 out of 10. You, you, you may not be, maybe it's only two out of 10 or three out of 10. Look at it this way. Look at it as a, a bucket of slats, right? If there's, if there's slats and you know, whatever the lowest one, you might have 10 low slats. Okay. The question you want, the next question you want to ask yourself then is which one is the lowest slat out of the 10? Which one is the absolute lowest? Because if I fix the other nine slats, but my lowest is still at the bottom, no matter what I do, if I fill up that bucket, it's still going to, the, the water's still going to empty at the lowest slat. So ask yourself out of the 10, if you are 10, then just address the lowest slat first and go all in on that. If it's irritability, go all in on your irritability and fix that. Focus on that. If it's uh, your inability to empathize with people, uh, Focus on that. Yeah. And and one of the best things to do too is ask people who who are close to you. Like yeah. ask them like, hey, do have I been have, you don't have to use the language that we use, a hurried sick life. If you want to, of course, share it with them and you guys can talk about it together. But just ask them like, hey, do I seem rested to you? You know? Um, and and here's the rule. You're not allowed to get defensive. You're not allowed to push back. The only questions you can do, you can ask is, um, what do you mean by that? And can you give me an example? So like, listen, spouses, I promise you, your, your spouse will tell you exactly they, they will tell you straight up and they, they ain't gonna miss. They Unless you're hypersensitive to. and they know that and they're scared of you. <laughs> but fair point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I'm a one out of 10 right now. Okay. Cause I still struggle with, um, isolation. Like I do it unknowingly sometimes. Uh huh because of where I am in life and mm-hmm. my schedule, it's easy to fall into isolation without like realizing it. It's like, Oh, you should get out. Yeah. You should go. You should say yes to that event. Yeah. Cause if not, you will be in the confines of your apartment. For me, it's number nine slippage of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Like I haven't, which is essentially leads to slippage for me. Okay. But like for me, like, isolation is it can happen easily without even realizing it yeah um that's why i want a hyper position where yeah. if i don't want to see people then i'm like <laughs> a little bit home. of both yeah <laughs> no that's good so yeah so just keep that in mind um just kind of a, a couple more things sweetheart what are some practical things then i mean i know we talked about those 10 things per john mark comer what are some practical things then that people can do uh to kind of help them get into a posture of rest. Just just very simple. Um, oh man. I'm trying to like I'm I'm trying to think back. What Sorry. are some things you do? I was gonna say I turn off my phone, but that's a big bold lie. But that is something you can do. That is something I have but done. Something, but what's some but there is something else you have been doing different with your phone. You may not have been turning it off, but what have you been doing? I throw it to the side. Yeah. 
be specific in that. What does that mean? Like I leave it where I don't have access to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why? Um, it's very easy for me to just pick it up and grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have an Apple watch on and I'm not going to get alerted on what's happening. Right. But even if you get alerted with your watch on, you're still less prone. It's just, you, you might look at the notification. Well, no, like more- I'm saying I grab the phone and check my notifications. Like I'm not going to be alerted. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, so it's, um, but it removes the trigger and the cue, but you yeah. just have to keep picking it up. If you really want to shame yourself, go look at your screen time and you're like, you know. So let's stay here with the because pre- I think this is actually something that a lot of people do struggle with with their phone. Mm-hmm. Because I know myself, like you said, I just leave it in the other room. Yeah. I don't even take it with, because now what I'm doing is I'm just completely, it, this kind of goes to the atomic habit slash power of, power of habit books. So this, it's that habit loop thing. Yeah. If something is cueing you or triggering you into doing something. So if I just remove the cue and the trigger completely, then I can be more present. Yeah. So and for me, part it. of it was, again, being a workaholic, I felt like I always had to be present and at the drop of a bucket that I had to be available, right? Mm-hmm. So I needed my phone next to me at all times. So it's breaking that for me when I, like, honestly, like, it's hard for me to leave my phone. And then when I realized, like, dude, do you have an issue? Mm. You know, like nothing should have your attention that much. Yeah. Right. Um, which is funny. Cause my brother always makes fun of me saying like, you defeat the purpose of having a phone. Cause like you never answer your phone calls. And I'm like, well, should have texted, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like it, that is like a hard thing for me to do. Yeah. You know, um, I pick a show and I watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to feel guilty about watching a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do make sure I've did what I need to. And it's not as escapism. Escapist behavior. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. Escapism. So going back to that, like having the, the balance in between that, something I've been doing is I, I kind of give myself an incentive. So yeah. there have been times where, especially on my days off more so, um, I'm not allowed to binge anything unless I've spent time with the Lord. And the cool thing is what starts off as, Maybe it's, it's not about the quantity as much as it is about the quality, Yeah, you know? But the funny thing is I'm now at that point in my life where I can spend hours with the Lord because sometimes I'll take an hour walk followed by reading again for another 30, 40 minutes and I can worship for 30 minutes, sometimes also an hour. Yeah. So that's thing I know I've spent two, three hours with the Lord. And so now when I am binging, it's not an escape. It's actually just something I enjoy now. Yeah. You know? I mean, but, we did that yesterday. Been, right. And, like, but, but, I, but my fullness, I guess where I'm going with it is me being filled has come from God and not a TV show yeah. or, you know, or binging a couple movies. So that's another thing. Like maybe give yourself an incentive before, before you do X, Y, Z, you have to do ABC, you know, yeah. is another one. And it's also, I think, equally important to know what your triggers are because they're like, I literally had this conversation with Mark last week where I said there are certain shows I cannot watch anymore mm-hmm. because as much as I am curious about what's going to happen to the character, it's not at, at the risk of making my soul super uncomfortable. It's good. You know, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, these are fake people. I mean, the actors are real, right, but you know, right. these characters are fake. So I, Oh, well, I'm sure I'll find out right. from like a spoiler somewhere, Yeah, you know, but you also have to know your triggers. So don't be like, oh, I spent three hours with the Lord. Now I'm going to go watch a massacre movie. If that is a trigger to you or if you notice like, man, my soul feels unsettled, shut it off. That's good. That well, That's a great filter because there are times we feel it, but we ignore it. Right. So I love that you said that. Because I did that it. like because the new se- a new season of one of my shows dropped. And so I watched episode one and I'm just like, th- so I was laying in the laying in bed and watching it. And I was like, oh. like, I just felt so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing out of the ordinary. It was everything that's going on in the world that mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by. Right. But there was just something in me and I was just like, man, I feel so uncomfortable. Like my, I almost felt sick to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Right. Like I literally physically almost felt sick and I was like, ah, the heck, you know? So I ignored it. I went to episode two and like halfway through episode two and I'm like, that'd be stronger. I was like, I can't do this. So this leads I, to I, another, I think this is the, sh- it's a show. This leads to another point then the Lord is going to speak to you guys and you have to listen. Right. Excuse me. You don't have to actually. You really don't. The Lord, because the, the Lord will let you choose. Right. But part of how we receive rest is listening to that still small voice. Yeah. 
and he moves through. I love that what you said. Like, pay attention what unsettles your soul, and what and know that what unsettles your soul might be different for someone else. Yeah. It may not unsettle someone else. That's fine. We're all on different journeys, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Paul talks about that in First Corinthians, but um, it's I love what you said. Have an awareness of what what hits my soul. I remember watching the preview for a show that I really wanted to watch, and I literally felt the Holy Spirit say, "You don't need to watch that." I'm like. Yes, all sir. right yeah um, that's it and that, that was it I, yeah. I haven't even gone checked it out you know i i same thing i'm curious i'm like i ain't that curious though that when i i thought the holy spirit say it just like that yeah i need to watch that yes sir yeah that's it done deal because i don't the last thing i need is when we talk about rest it's not just physical yes that's a huge part of it but i don't need my soul to be um unrested either mm-hmm. i don't need my spirit person my inner person i don't need my mind to be unrested yeah um so yeah uh, other things these are very very practical things i actually learned this from a therapist the five things he asked people anytime you feel um out of order um or unbalanced or unrested is uh i'll say it in words and I ask him the question it's sleep eat exercise screen time and water so how much sleep are you getting are you getting your seven to nine hours of sleep i need eight hours or else i'm i'm with you yeah you and me both um have you eaten but not just have you eaten are you eating like the right Good nutritious. Correct, correct. Yeah. Are you getting things in your system that, that need to be there? Um, have you exercised? By the way, we're not talking like, it doesn't have to be Sean T. Insanity or, you know, Tony Horton's P90X. Like, when I say have you exercised, and this is the therapist too, it's like, have you just taken a walk? Yeah. Like, your, your body actually needs 15 to 20 minutes of yeah. sunlight, you know? Mm-hmm. So it can just be a walk. Like, it, it, studies have actually proven and shown you can physically, actually work out stress work out anxiousness, work out worries and doubts. Mm-hmm. And so just maybe it's an exercise um, or taking a walk. Number four, how much screen time have you had? And that's not, I'm not just talking about binging now. Let's, this is also on the job. If you have a desk job or something, you might need to just literally step away from your computer mm-hmm. and just take a walk down the hall, go down a couple floors again, out in your parking lot, whatever. Take five, 10, 15 minute break or whatever. Um, how much screen time have you had? And the last one, are you drinking water? Um, which is crazy because I don't remember the stat, but it's a, it was like a crazy high double digit number of people that go to ER. Um, a good percentage of them are yeah, dehydrated. Yeah. It's just give them IV. Mm-hmm. It's like, for love of God, drink water. Yeah. You know? So all that being said, when you feel a little off, that's become my new checklist too. Yeah. That's uh, ever since I learned this, I keep that in the back of my mind. I'm like, have I eaten today? And there are times I have, and I can't tell you how many times when I'm missing one or two of these five after I do it, I feel exponentially better. Yeah. I ain't work out yet or I ain't go for a walk yet. I haven't been drinking water. So, you know, popping a Gatorade or a liquid IV or something like that. But as practical and simple as that is, that's been my, my go-to on a, on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and so uh, you, you, you had me do that last week. Last week I, I was doing a recording with a guest host with Andy and I had time. I was like, man, babe, I'm so, I'm so tired, but I got to do this recording. You're like, it's not for another two hours, baby. Like take a nap. I took a 45 minute nap. Yeah. And it, it was a game changer. Like I was still, you know, tired, but nowhere near where I was yeah. before, you know, but you suggested that for me, you know, and it was great. I'm not an anti-nap guy. I just figured I'm like, well, I'm, I got, I got two hours and I thought I just had to be up, you know, ready for it. And you just reminded me like, take a nap. And it was a game changer. Yeah. So those are some other things. But again, it's not limited to this. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, naps are not only a child's best friend, but an adult's best friend. 100%. Yeah. All the way. But I think that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm good. I think we covered it all. We've saved the world. Come on. Everybody, get your rest on with some solitude. And with all that being said, we're actually going to rest for a couple more weeks and take a break. We are. So we will see you guys in the fall probably. And, uh, but uh, yeah, all for good reasons though. Like yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're fine. We just have a rhythm of in the past having rested a couple of weeks throughout the summer. And just because we're not doing something that doesn't take that much, um, energy out of us. Cause this is something we obviously enjoy doing does not mean we're not, not going to follow that rhythm of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also going to give us time to just kind of dream again. Um, we are actually going to a trip to, we're doing a trip to Nepal, um, in the fall. So right after Thanksgiving, we are, um, our goal, our plan is to head to Nepal and work in Kathmandu in the Himalayan mountains with women who are prone to sex trafficking. So super excited about that. So I think we just want to get ready for that. Yeah. Um, and Hey, if you guys want to support that trip, 
let us know. There is opportunity for that. Um, yeah, I, well, as I said, on a serious note, we would love if you guys would prayerfully consider supporting us um, financially. Of course, prayer um, is wonderful, but we'll leave a link below in the description of this episode if that's something you guys feel moved uh, to do. And there are there'll be a link for Juby and a link for myself because they're two separate ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is thirty six hundred each. It's uh, not a uh, inexpensive trip. Um, but again, just uh, only do it if the Lord's telling you to. Yeah. Um, I think what we're going to come back with and what we'll do there is going to be more than like worth the cost. Yeah, I'm looking forward. This is our first time doing this together too. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a trip on your own. I've done one on my own, but. This will be the first that we're doing it together and tr- a true overseas one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I'm ecstatic. For and it. y'all pray for him. He's only one of two guys on the trip. Everyone else is female. <laughs> Man, that ain't, ain't bother me. I'm talking to a, talking to a dancer. Top hip hop. Don't get any ideas, fam. I am, um, I'm also laughing really hard. The fact that you have a gateway NFW socks on. Like, do you Let's know it's go. branded at the bottom? Come on. Gateway son. Right here. Look at it representing i got you north fort worth the no foe not to be misconstrued with something else on that note we love you guys we are so thankful that you guys have joined us again again we'll get you guys in a few weeks probably late august early september yep we'll see maybe labor day weekend time frame something like that but in the meantime seriously like reach out to us if you guys got questions uh topics and everything we have a lot of ideas don't you worry we got plenty plenty of ideas but we love you guys thank you thank you so much for rocking with us but have a great rest of your day and with all that being said love grace and chicken grease peace out